I declare bankruptcy! Bears eats Battlestar Galactica. Depression? Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Dwight, you ignorant slut! Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. Welcome to Great Scott, the Office Podcast. My name is Jay Ray, and with me is my deskmate, Jacob. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's getting cold here in PA. Starting to have to use my space heater again down in my, my cave. It's, uh, the, this, this turn of temperature is terrible. I also hate it, but I refuse to use heating apparatus, so I'm just you know, continuing to bundle up as needed. Yeah, if you're watching on I mean, YouTube. Down here, it's like 40 degrees, so it's it's a little cold. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not that bad up here, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean upstairs fun. we keep and we also keep the heat pretty low in the house. Like I think it's set at like 65 or something. So yeah, yeah, 65 is not bad. But I always say you could always put more clothes on, Jacob. It's yeah. those summer months when you could only be so naked. I agree completely. I hate the summer. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as usual, we are a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, so visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our amazing content. Also, don't forget to uh, comment and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be Stitcher, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, uh, straight yeah, on our really, website. Those really help us out. That helps our rankings and our visibility. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Also, oh. we're a really professional show, and I just feel like we should be getting the... The recognition of a professional show, uh, no, but really. So as you as uh, rev- those reviews come in, new people can find us. They'll leave reviews. It becomes this amazing trickle thing. Yada yada, whatever. Right. Also right. visit. We're only six and a half seasons in, so you that's know, it. Plenty no of time like to the present. Yeah. <laughs> um, also visit Patreon.com/slash/BrokenJars to uh, give us some of your hard-earned money, so we can keep doing mm-hmm. what we're doing. We've got stickers. We've got personalized audio recordings. We've got. Things. Come hang out on our Discord and yeah. chat with us all day. Yeah, it's, it's great fun, and uh, you know uh, we've had some feedback from our last episode. Apparently, we spent too long talking about how people go to the restroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, ask us more about that on our Discord. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Thank uh, you very much. Listen, I did not know people sat on the toilet the way you were describing. But um, for more about that, tune into last week's episode. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, this week we're covering two episodes, and it's super easy because they're basically the same episode. Delivery Part 1 and 2. Right. So, yeah, this, these are weird uh, episodes. Uh, but, yeah. So we start out with... Uh, Pam is like, hey, I'm going to be gone on maternity leave, so if you need anything, you know, whatever. And she starts getting extra sales because of, you know, they're having a child. And Jim's like, oh, I'll try it. So he gets some extra sales, and this pisses off Dwight to no end. Because he's like, I, this isn't fair. I'll never be able to outsell them without a child. Luckily, he does have something in his back pocket. Goat fungus. <laughs> so his his feeble attempt it's to get never some sympathy. It so quickly. Yeah. Um, it's Moe's, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, 
yeah, he he ends up striking up a like love contracty thing with Angela. Right, which really sets up the next. Like, I mean, this it's kind of flowing for a while, at least another season or two, and then you know that kind of gets into the senator yeah. time frame. So this is sort of like a pivotal, you know, plot point for the next really rest of the show. I mean, because it brings these two characters back to a place where they're interacting with each other regularly. Um, right. Yeah, we haven't seen that for a bit, and um, also ultimately this part of the story will ultimately lead to some of the final scenes in the show Mm -hmm. so it's important and if you're not paying attention whatever (laughs) shits okay (laughs) so uh, that's going on um, and we find out that an unlikely friendship has started in the office a relationship between two people with very round tummies one of them Kevin the other (laughs) pregnant Pam Halpert. Right, I mean, I don't... I mean, I never thought that there was any animosity between Pam and Kevin. You know, that they were friendly with each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yes, because they, they find out that they they get hungry at the same time. They don't eat every meal together, but they eat second breakfast, lunch, second lunch, and early dinner together. Just a good amount. That's a lot of food, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, apparently Kevin is quite the cook. He, he went through what Julia Childs' cookbook. Yep. And is halfway through the Twilight cookbook. Yeah. Do you ever read through those, like, movie tie-in cookbooks? No, no. I know Bob's Burgers has a cookbook, but that sounds fascinating. But, um, because that's the nature of the show, you know? Right. Right. Uh, this weird vampire werewolf love triangle thing. Uh, turned into a cookbook doesn't sound super appetizing. I feel like you'd leave walking away kind of disappointed. Well, <laughs> in I yourself mean, uh, also. I got. Well, we're still dating. It's 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 amazing she stuck with me. But like, I got my <laughs> wife the Hunger Games cookbook for Christmas one year. It was okay. back when we were both pretty poor. Sure. But basically, what it is is like twists on recipes with you know movie related names. Like oh, it's very District punny. Seven Parmesan chicken. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Just silly stuff like that. A pita bread sandwich, something like that. <laughs> yes, but yes, something like that. <laughs> um, so, the crux of these, really, the main plot of this episode starts about about this scene well, with uh, Kevin and this lunchtime activity where. Pam is starting to show that she is contracting. Right. Um, contracting, as, as Michael put it. Yeah. So. Con- it was one of his awesome made-up words. Yeah. And, yeah, so she's she's getting to her the point. You know, she's seven minutes in between contractions, which I, I assume is is about the time to go to the hospital. At least that's what they beat, beat, beat us over the head books, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I can totally understand, like, one, why they would want to get it, get to midnight. I mean, because you essentially get an extra day in the hospital. Right. So, that would be nice. You know, I get why HMOs do that kind of stuff, 
because they're cheap, but they're really restrictive, and that's why they're cheap. So, can I can I make a comment? Mm-hmm. I uh, the whole Jim Pam no money thing has always been an odd thing to me because I don't know. I feel like part of for me it's kind of inconsistent, right? Like I feel well, like yeah, sometimes they're like they have no money. And they're very conscious about whatever. And then other times, like, they're just doing what they're doing. I mean, Jim can buy, at an affordable price, an entire spool of copper wiring or whatever. (laughs) Uh, You know? Right. Well, I think the thing more for this is we know Dunder Mifflin has terrible health coverage. Right. So I don't think it's, like, they chose the terrible health coverage because it's cheap. I think that's just what they have because they both work at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, I mean, so I guess my point is to say that the making Pam want to wait till midnight because of finances and healthcare feels more kind of rammed in my face than if it were something cheesy like I don't know. This takes I don't know, this episode aired on March 4th, so we could have pretended that it was April 20th. And Pam really didn't want her child to have Hitler's birthday. You know, it could have been some other arbitrary, this can't be this date thing. I don't know. But, like, because of this reoccurring money thing with the Halperts, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm perpetually poor. It hits too close to home, and that's not what I'm looking for in my comedy <laughs> shows. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 an odd choice. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not having a, even if you had a lot of money, an uninsured night in the hospital is expensive. Is super expensive. Yeah, you know, thousands I, and thousands of dollars. But I guess my and I feel like other shows that visit hospitals, like unless like that's their point, is to be kind of counterculture. Don't like it. Just happens. You're in a hospital. You're there for a week. Everybody laughs, and you get home, and no one talks about it. Right. Um. So I guess that's what's weird is because I wasn't a huge fan of that plot development for them and the fact that every time they remind me of it it's like eh alright take it easy writers yeah. take it easy Daniel yeah, Chun and Charlie where, like money isn't we're, we're getting to the point where for the Halpert's money really isn't a thing yeah because at some point they really doesn't come up too much anymore yeah know, well because they do really well you know obviously there's that bit where uh, Michael has to hide the leads coming up um, right, and then you know later on, I think it's next season. You know, Jim, you know, maxes out his commission, and you know, so he's doing really well. Right. Yeah. So, so it does become a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. The it's so weird because the basis of this show is on Jim and Pam, really. Right. Then the end of season three comes by, and they get together, and they kind of become a little bit more less prominent. Right, but um, and I'll, and I'll say it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, internet. When I get negative, everybody hates it. But I just gotta say, <laughs> moving forward, as at, when they start having other issues like marital problems or whatever, I, I it just all seems a lot less impactful to me personally. Like, you made me invest in this fairy tale. Why are you showing me all the nasty behind the scenes bits? You know, um where people are jealous of each other and there's suspicious relationships with cameramen or temporary co-workers in Tallahassee and lying and Philadelphia trips and tears and an inability to record on a cell phone. It's like, come on, it's too much. I want 
bursting through the door during a talking head. Are you free for dinner? Teary smile. You know, close. That's what I want, Jacob. <laughs> and the show just wants to remind me that that's not how the world works. Right? It's, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not on the same emotional level, but it's like Scrubs. It's really funny, really funny, really funny, then like drops kick, drop kicks you right in the testicles. Yeah. You're like, oh. No, that's totally right. Yeah. So it just becomes moments where you're like, okay, I can't watch this for fun. And it's those episodes. Okay, sorry. Tangent, coming back. So she's having these contractions. They want to wait seven minutes. So they're just kind of trying to get through the day, right? Get through the work day. Let's have a baby at midnight. Sounds like a great time. Um, Right, yeah. And it's... Obviously, she doesn't make it, but... (laughs) Yeah, we we have Michael, like, messing with the IT guy. Like, he, he said something about not wanting to wait too long. Yeah, and he's like you're weird and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, poor Nick. Yeah, because that's another odd moment where, like, traditionally, if Michael calls someone else out for being weird, they're usually not weird. Michael is just like kind of off base because he's not really normal. But yeah, Nick did say a kind of a weird, <laughs> rambling comment about a child staying in the womb too long could become a teenager listening to rock music, and I was like, okay, it's kind of reaching. I don't know. Yeah, you could definitely tell, like, it. I didn't think it was all that weird. It just didn't didn't land. You know, I was like, oh, it's one of those, this definitely sounded funnier in my head kind of moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, So explain to me your next note. I think it's a Kelly Kapoor moment, but take your insides out and plop them on the table. Right. She says something about that. Like, she's like, you have sometimes epidurals don't work, and they take your insides and just plop them on the table. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why she started Googling those types of images of placenta and such. It's rough. Well, I don't know. Someone she knows is having a kid, so she's curious. I will say. Maybe she's thinking, she's like, maybe she's thinking, hey, I'm going to get, have one with Ryan here soon. Yeah. There's no telling what goes through her crazy brain. I mean, I will say. Uh, a week or so ago, an individual came up to me saying that they don't actually know what a dog's vagina looked like. That got me thinking, I don't know. So I used <laughs> their cellular telephone to search the the visual of it, and it was a mistake, and it was terrible, but my point is, people fall down that rabbit hole, and I guess that's what Kelly was doing. She's like, what's going on? Well, it's so on? easy, too. Like you, like you said, you're like, well, it will use just a couple of key, keystrokes, and you're looking at Dog vagina. Yeah, I mean, not even a couple, man. <laughs> I typed in D, and it was a suggested thing. <laughs> the internet is a crazy place. <laughs> um, so we, this is also kind of starts something that comes to fruition later, but it's just how bad Andy's parents treat him. His, you know, he was like, hey, don't get too stuck on names because I was, you know, I was... Will Jr. or whatever. Walt, 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 Walter, yeah. Walter Jr. or whatever until I was like five or six. <laughs> and then they gave it to my little brother. Yeah. And it's... I was like... Just, yeah, and we see it again in Garden Party, just like how terrible... I guess that was season eight. Like, just how terrible his parents are and why he is as 
screwed up as he is. Yeah, not to uh, just to stay topical because we're basically a news show, right? Um, what do you call it? The guy who plays Andy's dad? Yeah, he was uh, in Seventh Heaven. Yeah, he was the dad preacher in Seventh Heaven. I think like a a year or two ago, he uh, he got in trouble for some uh, from some no no business with some youngsters, um, which is what's going on in Hollywood. So put a hashtag on that, everybody, because <laughs> it's relevant can't find the actor's name but uh someone google it and let us know in the comments but uh yeah also i could just be defaming somebody unnecessarily but i'm pretty sure my my reporting is accurate i I remember him getting in trouble for something i didn't really care enough to actually learn what said thing was and you're part of the problem you're the guy who let kevin spacey go around doing what he's doing (laughs) Right. Oh. It's too real. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so that's a messed up thing with the names and such. Uh, of course, Josh Groban gets to be Walter Jr. or whatever. Right. Um, so th- so they set out on this plan basically to distract Pam for the entire work day so that she can focus on not contracting and stuff and hopefully she'll last till midnight, right? Right. So what I don't know some... what they were planning on doing for the next seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things we see is a poem from Ryan. Um, and I could be mistaking this with another show. But Ryan wrote a poem another time and threw it away, right? And someone read it and they actually cried because it was so good? Yeah, that was... Um... It was Pam? Or Jim? Yeah, it, it was... I guess season eight or early season nine when Kelly leaves the show. Yeah. Goes out of the uh, it was it was around that. Like he was Yeah, he was trying to win her back after she was moving to Hollywood, the, Ohio. Miami of Ohio. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with what, Ravi yeah. is that his name? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Messed up. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but we know or at least we will know that Ryan is a, actually a decent poet, I suppose. So I wonder if this poem was as moving. No one's crying, but you know. Well, definitely sound like he was like... This, I mean, it definitely felt like a sex poem, right? Yeah, it did. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, Andy does the evolution of dance, though um, he can only do it with no music. No, right. no sounds at all, actually, because in the middle, and not even in the middle, like three dances in, Pam starts clapping to an invisible beat, and Andy has to start over. <laughs> it's a very odd skill. Uh, and then I so I had to look up what Erin is doing, um, but she's reciting the three eleven nope the eleven triple crown winners. Right, and she misses one of them. Like I. <clears throat> I actually kind of know a couple of them, but... (laughs) Um, Is she supposed to be going in a certain order? Is that how you can tell she missed? Or did she read all 11? She's going like, ah, I know who it is. It's Uh, written by so-and-so, sired by so-and-so. It's Uh, great. But yeah, I mean, I think... Well, judging from where she started, she was going in 
reverse um so most recent to the oldest yeah yeah at that time because yeah. what two two years ago american pharaoh won it for the first time since affirmed in 79 gotcha i can't help you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like i that's all, all i know about horse racing right there yeah <laughs> and, and i've been to the races like twice in my life yeah um, then we get a, a nice scene, uh, a reunion in the warehouse between Angela and Dwight, where Dwight is a creating a this love document on his typewriter, and it's got all types right. of rules. Um, one of which uh, is yes. what to name the child. Right, and Angela really liked Jedediah. Um, also, the uh, child cannot be a girl, and right. uh, it's like. It's- <laughs> Paragraph 5, Section A or something. Child shall be male. And if you are working on getting a child and want to decide the gender, check out this episode. It's got some tips for you. That yeah, is, all you gotta do is put in a legal, legally binding contract. <laughs> that's and, it. Uh, well, it's like warm the womb for one month and keep it cold for five, something. Something like that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like... And like how is she supposed to do that? Like, have a heating pad on her stomach, like, all day? Like, yeah. The logistics of that always kind of made my head spin. I'm like, how are you going to do this? Um, some other suggestions for. Um, okay, so one of the things they decide to do is to do the opposite of things that are trying to induce labor, right? Right. Uh, one so of one was. Yeah. You stimulate the nipples, so no one touched Pam's nipples. Uh, Meredith and offers Kevin to get a holy shirt. Yeah. He's like, well, we should, we should cut the the shirt so the nipples are free. Uh, and Meredith has <laughs> such a shirt. We find out Meredith yeah. has one. Um, and you can tell in this scene, like, Jim is just, he's he's done. He's, he's frazzled. Just, he's frazzled. And he, he's just done with it. <laughs> Uh, Kevin um, suggests sticking it, spicy food up your butt. Which, oh uh, yeah, the, the first thing I thought of when I heard that was that the South Park episode, uh, Red Hot Catholic Love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so it's a lot of this back and forth. Jim ends up waiting in the car for a minute, just waiting for Pam to come down, and we find out the gender of the baby. Right. Spoiler alert. Out it's a girl. Exactly. So Pam has been keeping her womb very cold for the past five months, I suppose, based <laughs> on this logic. <laughs> no, no. Was it the flip where it was warm? Was it warm then cold or cold then warm? Or? I thought it ended with cold. And I say that only because it stuck with me that his instructions left you more uncomfortable for the longer period of time. Uh, right, right. Yeah. So she she must have been keeping it very warm. Yeah, yeah. You know, to have a girl. Right. Um, so yeah. the, these contractions start to happen, and, and there's some leakage going on in her body. Oh, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah. She's like, Jim's like, did you change clothes? Like, oh, yeah, my water broke. Yeah. Um, you know, at least yeah. for me, I always thought it was like, when that happens, you leave for the hospital, period. <laughs> Yeah, and I always thought that's how how it worked. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, and I guess I'll just say it up front so I don't ruin the moments later. 
not having a child and not having a large enough family for me to be around young things that are human, uh, a lot of the moments, I think, are just lost on me, you know? So the the magic of childbirth here and this, it's all... Now, if we talked about new puppies, Jacob, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I felt like a lot of uh, the emotional impact of this episode my, was lost on my My youngest brother was born when I was 18. Okay. So, you know, I definitely have some experience around that. But, yeah, they don't... A lot of these <laughs> moments just don't really have the emotional weight yeah. that they probably should have or could have. Uh, so if you're a watcher of the show who has or has had a child... And you find these episodes to be touching. Let us know also, because I'm curious to hear that. Because to me, it's just, oh boy. That all seems annoying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in terms of... Because almost every sitcom has a giving birth episode. Right. You know, so in terms of the pantheon of giving birth episodes, I feel like this one's pretty low, like... The one where Rachel has a baby and friends is a lot better. Uh-huh. Uh, Carla, all that kind of stuff, you know, and Scrubs is better. Right. But, yeah, I. it's okay. But it's one of those things that... like This is one of those episodes where you it feels forced. Like, okay, we have to do this. It's a big deal. And I know they got great ratings. I think this is one of the higher, higher rated ones in the... Uh, in the season but it just feels kind of like a eh, whatever we're here was, let's get this done was Jenna Fisher actually pregnant at the time I think so yeah let's see it was the second highest rated episode of the season so yeah that makes sense yeah cause I think like always Sunny uh Caitlin Olsen was actually pregnant when they filmed the scenes where Dee was pregnant. But, um, yeah, so I'm just curious if the pregnancy was because she was going to have a baby or not. There's this great little scene with Michael that I actually hadn't caught yet where, you know, they're talking about Ultra Feast and he's like, what the hell is Ultra Feast? And he thinks he they mean fancy feast. So it's like you want to eat cat yeah, food, food. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. But so they start going to the the break room for Ultra Feast, and Michael grabs Oscar and goes, "So what is October Feast?" Yeah. Just like. <laughs> uh, you can always believe that Michael will be very much connected to relevant, poli- you know, uh, pop culture references. Um, we we find out is the big reason why Pam has been stalling is because she's scared. Yeah, which I think she is completely completely within her rights to freak the fuck out. Yeah, there's going to be a creature emerging itself from an orifice on her body. Yeah, I mean it. We all it doesn't feel good I mean I don't have no we'll never have a clue of how bad it actually hurts but they say if you know she's good yeah they say if a man ever has kidney stones that's supposed to be loosely related to the pain so if you've ever pushed out on that one yet either so fingers crossed Jacob 
one day maybe. Fingers crossed. Drink a lot of water, (laughs) kiddos. Keep keep those kidneys flushed. Um, And yeah, so this is another weird moment too because so Jim's trying to console her and talk about how brave and wonderful she's been, but like it's immediately kind of ruined because Michael is like piggybacking off of Jim, reaches over awkwardly and also touches her tummy. Kevin's sitting there. It's just like, again, I don't know. It was obviously supposed to be funny, but it just felt awkward in a way that the office at a at this point no longer is awkward in that way you know right yeah. so it was like uh it was hard to shift because if you watch a whole mm-hmm. episode that's like that like scott's tots or dinner party then like you're there but this has like both like the actual slapstick comedy and then this awkward bit and i was like oh weird yeah my we were we were watching this episode and my wife said if someone ever did that, to, did what Michael does to Pam here, I want you to punch him, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it works. The pep talk works. They get in the car. Um, Michael is driving. An earlier claim in the episode is that he is a, was it Class C to drive or something? Yeah. And what is that, commercial it, vehicles? I, I don't know what they are. In I don't know what a Class yeah. C is in PA. Yeah. Um... Uh, but he filled up his car with diesel, apparently. Um, right. Yeah. Which, yeah, so his car wouldn't run. Right. Um, but he's driving, um, he's texting, he should be fine, he's texting about them, so mm-hmm. no worries. Dwight tries to uh, lead the way, so he pops a little cherry top on top of his car and immediately gets pulled over. Um, and this scene is hilarious. I think it's really funny. Uh, he's basically just rooting around the inside of his car, chucking out medieval weaponry. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, um, so yeah. in Pennsylvania, Class C is your standard. Oh, it's like a regular license. license. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Yeah, so he's got like he, like Dwight like it's like a like a short sword of some kind. Some guy's short sword. Axe. Yeah. Yeah, I think a mace was in there. I think a mace. Yep. Yeah, and then the cop knows exactly who it is before. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and I guess just one joke. I'd be remiss to skip. Pam basically waited until five before she was able to be talked in. So at five o'clock, everybody in the office is like, "Oh, we get to leave." So yeah, during their <laughs> rush to get downstairs in the elevator, Stanley <laughs> makes them hold the elevator. Right, like Stanley, he he gives no fucks, man. No, none at all. So he's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So we we, we get to the hospital. So we we sort of have this divergent storyline here. So they figure out that um they left her iPod, which has the birth song on it. Yeah. Which whatever the. Like is, like is she gonna be listening like I the tiger like while giving like labor to keep herself pumped up? Maybe, <laughs> like, yeah. And apparently Jim's a really big fan of the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be worse though, but I'll take it. So they send Dwight to their house, and he's like, "No, don't tell me how to get in. Don't tell me where the key is." And it's like, "All right, find my iPod. It's right here. Don't touch anything else." Which is ba- ba- we, it's give or take what happens, right? Right, right. And then we so we get we get to the hospital. They they get out. The Pam and Jim get out, and Michael. They're like, "Hey, he's like, hey, go park the car." 
And Michael just pulls forward into, like, the ambulance loading zone. Pops out. They're like, you can't park here. He's like, it's okay. It's, you know, I'm done. I'm with Thunder Mifflin. And then he's like, you can't park here. And he chucks the keys somewhere. Yeah. Like, you would assume it was, like, probably, like, Jim's normal key ring, right? So, like, the house key. (laughs) Like, everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My question is, how in the hell has Michael not been arrested yet? Or hit? Or just straight up murdered by somebody? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, Charles almost knocked Michael out during that scene. He snuck back in to steal some of that paperwork. Right. Um, And Michael, and then of course earlier in this, I think it was this season, but yeah, when he's breaking up with Helena or whatever. Or no, when they find out they're dating. Helene. Right. And Pam's going to knock the crap out of him. Michael also shows very similar bravery. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. He must just seem so pathetic that he doesn't get hit very often. Um, yeah, so for some reason, the entire office shows up to kind of support. Michael shows up first, looks for the room, walks on in. I assume he sees just a, a very dilated v- vaginal opening. Yeah, you would assume so. Probably Possibly a baby and, head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Knocked Up, Jacob? I did. <clears throat> Do you recall that scene at the end of Knocked Up? We see kind of like a a, sh- a shot, like the shot, basically, of a, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, I, I recall it somewhat. I, I try to block it out of my memory. So that was real. They, they paid a woman who was going to be giving birth around that time or whatever uh, to shoot that whole business down there. And I wonder, I mean, well, one, so now I know. So that's great. <laughs> so now I don't have to worry about spoilers for that part of my life if that ever happens. But um, I wonder if it was cheaper to pay a woman who's already going to give birth and shoot that shot over like a prosthetic or model or something, you know? Yeah, there's no talent. I mean, and when, it's, when it's real, you can tell. You know, right. like, and so maybe they just wanted like the full factor for for. That. Well, so and then, with that visual in mind, dear audience of Great Scott, Michael comes out and has this really weird comment saying that kid's going to have a lot of hair. Now, what is he <laughs> saying? What does that mean? What did he see, Jacob? You are the older one here. Tell me, educate me. I'm the youth. I mean, there there's two possibilities here, right? Okay. One is the kid was crowning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, so or Pam doesn't groom. You know. <laughs> I see. That's what's yeah. being said. I mean, those now are the, the two real possibilities there. Now I'm gonna say this. And I feel like, hopefully, Jacob, you'll agree with me, considering what is on your face, which okay. is the most beardiest beard I've yes. ever podcast with. Uh, but nice. I feel that it's unfair for women to have to feel like they maintain all their business in such a way that is pleasing societally, right? Okay. And as a man, I could do more, I'm sure, you know? But, and Jacob, I'm sure you could too. Don't know what you do. Not sure. Don't need to know. No need to answer. That could stay off the Jacob Ingalls podcast when that comes to light. 
Um, but I think Michael is asking a lot for Pamela Beasley Halpert to be grooming during her pregnancy so that, you know, that's just a lot to ask for. Yeah, and, you know, I was just, I, I that was just the word I used. I wasn't saying, like, <laughs> it was a must that she do it. <laughs> no, 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 I know, but, I mean, Michael doesn't say it very positively. There's some, <laughs> there's judgment in his words. Um, so, yeah. if it is that, then he needs to take a chill pill, and he needs to be a lot more realistic about his expectations about pregnant women. Okay, oh, yeah, for sure. For they're sure. not toys to be oogled at, Michael. Um, like, and I, I want to know how he got, like, how he got in there. Confidence. <laughs> he just walked right in. I mean, I guess what happened. I know, yeah. like, when my, um, when my mom was having my youngest brother, like, the family members got a card, and you actually had to, like, sign, like, swipe in and out of the area where the babies were. Right. So I'd assume that most hospitals are that way. Uh, that sounds reasonable. Um, but yeah, he just walked in so fast, he just omitted the whole thing. Yeah, and he, he goes in there like three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where he's light, lighting up the cigar. And... Yeah. Um, so the whole office shows up for this, which I think is weird. Um, and also odd that they are all kind of demanding when this should happen. Um, now, Andy brings a gift mm -hmm. it is a framed I don't know what the local paper is um, Scranton Times or something like that something like that yeah uh, anyways something Tribune but um, you know it's got like the headline it's gonna be uh, the baby's birthday Cecilia Cece Mm -hmm. um, but he's concerned that if they wait much longer, it'll be the next day and he'll have to use a different paper. Actually, right, he is, is concerned because that paper is already out because he shows it to us, which right. is the Scranton Strangler Strikes Again. Which, is this the first reference to the Strangler? I don't, I don't remember one. Hmm. Because the, the bit with the TV hasn't happened yet, right? Or they're watching Correct. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, let's see. Amusing details, deleted scenes, trivia. So, meanwhile, yeah. back in back in the other side of town, Dwight, for whatever reason, breaks into the Halpert's home, like breaks his big old pane of glass. And it's like rummaging around in all the weirdest places looking for Pam's iPod, like in the drawers and under the sink, and he finds mold. Yeah. Very... And he takes it upon himself to replace their cabinets. <laughs> Which, I, that can't be cheap. No. No. Can't of course, be you know, cheap. You know, Dwight's got a, he's got a guy. He's kind of like Creed. He's, he's just got a guy. He, yeah, that's right. His guy for this might have been Creed. Like, hey, Creed, I need some cabinets. Like, all right, buddy, I got, I got you hooked up. Yeah. Uh, sorry, real quick, you are right. This is the first mention of the Scranton Strangler. Go me. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is a really expensive and time-consuming endeavor. 
um, right. that he's taking on. He's bringing in all new ones too. It's not even like he's fixing up what exists. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got people in there with him, right? Yeah, like I wonder where this crew came. From. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to some, you know, speed metal. Yeah. Working on the cat. Um, so do you think I mean you might you're a little bit more homeownery than I am in that you own a home Um, but so if you were away for some reason and asked someone to check on your home in some smaller context than what is happening um, and the individual takes it upon themselves to redo some major piece of your home re you know re-shingle your roof wrap your pipes for the winter something something the trap door i don't know whatever you got going <laughs> on uh would you take that as like a wow this is a really nice gift because of the work and time that went into it or would you be annoyed uh it really depends on what they did okay like if i had a friend come in and be like hey while you were gone i installed granite countertops i'd be okay with that okay uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if someone wants to, if someone wants to give me a new roof, I'm gonna take it because those things are like thirty thousand dollars. What if they removed? Do you have a front yard, even a semblance of? Nope. Front, no front grass. Do you have a backyard then? Yes. Well, that's not really the same. Okay, but what if they removed all of the grass in your backyard and put like rocks, kind of like those beach houses down in South Jersey? Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. What if they put a fire pit out there? I'd be okay with that. Along with the rocks. Ooh. I mean, if they were to do, like, part of it, I'd be okay with it, but, like... The the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. They're nice rocks, though, Jacob. I get that. These are nice. You know what? It would would save me some time having to mow, but... Yeah, yeah. Ultimately not great, huh? Yeah. Uh, Over my vacation this year... Uh, we stayed with uh, some of my girlfriend's family, and he's got—he's by a beach, so his driveway is these rocks that I'm discussing. And uh, there are some weeds growing, so he was very excited because he bought a like a, it's basically just a propane tank with a hose that shoots fire down low, so you don't have to crawl around. So he's basically just torching his driveway, removing the weeds. He was really stoked about it. Um, I've got to find one of these things. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, if your friend does this to your backyard, then you may need one anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. And um, we we get back to the office, uh, the office, the hospital, and people are basically going to riot the, the Dunder Mifflin crew. So Michael goes into barge once more, but overhears that the baby has been born. Apparently she's mm-hmm. pretty for whatever that's worth, because babies are pretty, I guess, stupid babies. Mm, I disagree. <laughs> um, I have never once looked at a baby and gone, oh, that's cute. Yeah, no. Maybe I'm desensitized. You know, I've got a big family, so I was around babies a lot, so they're just like, a baby. <laughs> no, babies carry some type of like life metaphor for me. You know, you see one, and it's just like, what are you trying <laughs> to tell me about my life, baby? You know, just... <laughs> It's a conversation I'm never willing to have, so keep those babies away from me. Um, Jim comes out, and you know he's excited. He makes the announcement. Everybody's clapping. Michael receives a hug because he's part of this. Um, 
Yeah, and again, not for nothing, and maybe it's because this is the second part of a two-part episode, but I wasn't super excited when this happened either. Like, obviously she was going to give birth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, it was kind of a meh. Yeah, yeah. Um... So Michael's got all of his flowers and uh, flowers and not flowers. What the hell are they? Balloons. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tries to come in, but he comes into a room that's already occupied by Helene. Um, and it's a little awkward. And he's like, what are the odds of this happening? He's like, well, about 100%. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Like really the, the, the big sort of side thing is, Andy has finally decided to ask Aaron out. Right. Yes. But it's super weird because he's like, hey, you know, I'm waiting for the stars to align, literally, because I have a skylight above my bed. I'm like, that's kind of a bold statement, man. You you think you're going to get her in in the sack, like, day one? I did think about it that way. But, yes, that is bold. I I don't think Andy... You, you, but the way you phrase that makes it sound... I bet Andy's more innocent than that. I've stumbled a lot trying to get this out. I don't think he's thinking intercourse. I think he's thinking snuggling. That's what I'm going to say. He was... I, he, I think he's more bark than bite, you know? Still. No. I, uh... I don't know. That, uh... I mean... <laughs> It kind of would fit with his personality, though, especially what we saw in season three, where he's like just trying to nail everything and trying to get get laid and stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I think like his first impressions are like that, and then I think once he's in it, and Angela is a very powerful personality, but you know, Andy did not get very far with Angela. You know, it's true. Um, true. And I and then part of me wonders if that's just how his relationships will go. Though, who's that woman he ends up dating later? Jessica? Yeah. I don't really know what they're like. They're never really together. Right. We do know they date a lot. Yeah. They're yeah. happy. And they're supposed to... Then they get engaged also? Is that right? No. No. no they never got engaged. He was thinking about think it. About but I don't it, think yeah. it ever actually happened. But yeah, so I don't know. So maybe Andy is a lot better when he's not on camera and with crazy people from the office. Anyways, horn horn dog comment to make, Mr. <laughs> Bernard. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess we could just wrap that part up, right? Because then, what what ultimately happens with that with Andy and uh, well, it's he decides to ask her out using the facts. It's actually kind of funny because he's like, well, first. I don't know why he's being so roundabout. Like, yeah, I get it. That's kind of cute the way you're doing it. But seriously, dude, just fucking do it. Right. But uh, he, so he, he has Aaron fax something to done the same number, which obviously he's going to pull out a busy signal. He's like, no, you've got to do it now or you're fired. She gets all, all mad and stuff. And it's like, like, just read the facts. You read the facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's seriously like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Yeah, he's just not great at reading people. Um, but so, yeah, now they're kind of together. Or at least they, they have plans for a date, which yes. I think get ruined in the next episode because she gets sick. Right, and we meet the, um, the brother. 
the yeah the person, the person. <laughs> whoever he is. Um. So there's there and there's just some per- parental hilarity, I suppose. That's what's happening back at the um, the old yeah, hospital. Yeah, you know, because they're yeah, because it's they kind of poke fun at the um, first parent syndrome where they read everything and know everything and right. don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> Yeah, right. so th- there's like comments about latching, uh, if a baby should be bottle fed, uh, how far Nipple away. confusion. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really great because the nurse gives the camera a Jim Halpert look when, uh, like, you know, she's so like, great, good. you write a you book. You know everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's just kind of like this nice nod to know that pretty much everybody who has a job in the office universe could have a show where dumb people say dumb things and they feel the need to stare at a camera to make sure that the audience knows that they are not as dumb as the person who's being dumb around them, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of this episode revolves around the lactation consultant, which I thought was weird. I mean, it's kind of funny because you definitely see, like, how awkward it is for Jim that, you know, there's this dude grabbing his wife's boobs. You know, know, I I was watching this episode with my girlfriend and I told her, I was like, listen, you know, not for nothing. And we are, you know, we're, we're chill. We're just a chill couple. But I told her, I was like, not for nothing. But if we were in a situation where I had to watch a medical professional fondle your hoo-hahs, I too would make gym like faces because I couldn't not. I think my physically, (laughs) my physical being would have to express you know the awkwardness of the situation mm-hmm. and i said i bet if you were with me and a female doctor was giving me a physical doing the whole turn your head and cough thing you wouldn't think much of it maybe you'd laugh at it because it's a terrible position for a person to be seen in um and she said yeah i agree and i think i think that's true of most women i think dudes would always kind of squirm in their seat when something's happening to their to their significant others and i think the ladies would couldn't give a damn about balls in someone's hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna leave that there. Okay. Okay. I mean, so you know, to, let's answer the the question that you have the uh, that you can answer. Wouldn't wouldn't you think that your wife in a room with you while you are getting that exam, she like she would not be jealous. That is definitely the last feeling she'd be feeling in that situation. Right. right. It would yeah. be jealous. Uh, I mean, I don't know. My, my wife's pretty protective. Yeah. Uh, so she might like, she would be jealous, but she'd have to like choke down a little bit of a, of a, a nerve to cut somebody. Really? Okay. No, yeah. wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't okay. be bad. But I think, that, I think there'd be like a little, a ping of something there. Well, you've got a unicorn there, Jacob. So you, you <laughs> hang on to that. Uh, um, yeah. So the the lactation expert is actually played by Jenna Fisher's real life husband in that in that bit. Um, so uh, who knows? Maybe real boob touching going on on this camera scene. Um, yeah. So the this dude is able to help, and 
Jim feels, I, I think it's two things. It's one, Jim is generally uncomfortable with these types of things. Anything that's like overtly sexual, he kind of always has this awkward, stiff thing. He can't even hug another dude without making a face. Uh, but I think the other part of it too is that he's done so much work to read that he feels a bit inadequate not to be able to help in this situation, right? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but eventually they, they fall asleep. Um, and they decide to have the baby stay with them instead of in the in a nursery or something, you know. And um, that backfires on them quickly. Yeah, so there are some tears. They're like, oh boy, we got to get up. We got to feed the baby or whatever. So uh, they grab they grab a baby. <laughs> they they put it in a chest area, and some feeding is happening. Um, then they get a visitor. Uh, Isabel. Isabel. Isabella. Isabel? I think it's just Isabel. Okay. And uh, so she comes in and she says, oh my goodness, the baby's adorable. And when they go to pass the baby to Isabel, they see the baby's face and don't recognize it. Now, I don't know. I got to say, I had a dog in that first day. If I had to pick my dog out of a lineup of other similarly aged dogs that day, probably couldn't do it. So I don't know how this white couple from Whitesville could pick out their white baby out of any other white baby. I said it, internet. All white people look the same. Well, you know, right. it's, it's the whole when it's your child thing. Yeah, it's something like that, right? Like some magical nonsense. This is why you've got to put a mark on it. Yeah, and exactly. Only you know. Exactly. Just get Just a permanent marker. Yeah. Um, so it's not their baby. They chuck the baby inside of the baby carrying roly poly like, mechanism. Jim, like tries to like nonchalantly like <laughs> shove, shove it, back it over towards, there. Yeah. towards the other woman, who's played by Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I recognized her. I don't watch The Big Bang Theory, but familiar with that character. Her voice is very different in this scene than yes, it is on the show. Um, so it's all very awkward, and there's kind of a, a bit of a, you know, hu- humorous results because Pam was so nervous about nipple confusion, and here she is shoving her nipple in every baby that walks down the fucking hallway. Like, part of me wonders, like, is this like assault on the child? That's a great question. If there are any lawyers <laughs> listening to the show. In your five-star review of us, please let us know the answer. Baby assault. <laughs> um, so let's see. What else happens here? Um, so now we yeah, get now we get to like the checkout phase, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're starting to freak out. You can tell that they're like, it's starting to get real for them. Now, uh, why, this- why, why do they want to stay? Well, you feel safer, right? You know, you have like the if something goes around wrong. Stuff, yeah. You're there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go home, it's for real. It's yours. You can't give it back. Yeah, I'm sure Pam doesn't want to give it back after what she had just gone through. Probably not. Yeah. But still, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're yeah they're definitely freaking out, and, and you know it's life will never be the same again. You yeah. know, and it's. When it's time to go home, that's when that sort of sinks in. So it's like Pam's reservations to going to the hospital at all. Because if she goes to the hospital, she's admitting she's having a baby. And that's too much. Mm-hmm. So similarly, you go home, it's like the same realization. <laughs> right. Okay. And then 
let's see. You've got... Well, you, we, we kind of go back to the Hopper's house. And, like, Isabel shows up. And I, I mean, I, I've been saying this forever, but, like, Dwight should have been with her and not Angela, personally. But... You know, Angela shows up and they they finish off the contract and you know she really wants to get down. Like it's three or four times where she's tried to like jump on Dwight this episode. It just he's been like no or whatever. But for Angela, it's not the baby. Like Dwight says, he wants a baby with Angela, right? I think right. Angela still has feelings for Dwight, and that's what this right. is. Right? Yeah. We you, you see that um, in the episode I with. Gabe's, uh... Place? No, the uh, the one I'm thinking of was the one where they go to Andy's play, which I'm pretty sure is next. Oh season. yeah, the Sweeney Todd bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, so she's made some faces even in this episode, indicating that her mm-hmm. motives are all ulterior. Yeah, I think Isabel right. would have been a good pairing with Dwight just because she's normal. Like that's what Dwight needs. <laughs> he needs like an anchor. Like Holly is Michael's anchor. You know. Um, right. Angela is also insane. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we kind of close out with. See, this is why we only do two episodes, guys. Because yeah, if we yeah. kept going, can you imagine two more episodes after that massive yawn? It kind of closes out with Michael getting sick on the cigar that he started smoking. Yeah. At the hospital, yeah. Which. I don't know how he's smoking in the office, but it pretty obviously doesn't doesn't matter or doesn't care. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, I mean, it's easy enough to do, especially if you get the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Also, you're not really supposed to inhale a cigar. It's like you keep right, it in your well, mouth. Yeah, it's more of just hold, yeah. you know, hold it in your mouth and not lung it. But like, you know, I, I mean, I do enjoy a good cigar, but I probably smoke like two a year, maybe three. So, like, I always go for the lighter ones. But if you don't know anything about cigars, which Michael probably doesn't, right. probably grab just one of the big fat ones that just will wreck you unless you're a big cigar smoker. I mean, if anything, I'm surprised he didn't grab one of his joke cigars he probably has that explodes in your face cartoon style. <laughs> um, yeah, the, la- and the last bit is um, the helpers walking in on Dwight doing the kitchen work. And, and what's funny, it was pointed out to me, um, that like Dwight is still working obviously like it would have been pretty funny if Dwight had finished it in a day right just showing mm-hmm. how efficient and craftsman he he is but the show goes the other way by like okay now he's like kind of committed to their house for the next couple of days maybe a week now you're here in a few days yeah yeah um so that's it that's a delivery so there's a new cast member on the show now I think uh, CC ends up sitting somewhere in accounting <laughs> yeah, but what would you uh so what would you give this uh slew of episodes here? You know it's okay. It's okay. That's the that's all I can really say about. It. Like I wanna say more about it. It's, it's okay. It's not the the strongest set of episodes, but so I'll give it a uh, two out of five October feasts. Yeah, yeah. Um I suppose I, I guess I based on these numbers I must have liked it a little bit better than you, but I would have given it like a two point five out of five. Um, iPods 
<laughs> that's what I got. Um, yeah, totally fine. You know, something I don't mind rewatching in the background. But if I was sitting down actively watching, I could see me skipping these episodes. Doesn't do much for the office per se. You know, I could. Uh, yeah, the contract stuff. I could just watch in a flashback and then you know move on with the rest of my life. I mean, in the con, the, con- the contract stuff, while important, could have happened at any moment. You know, as a That's B right. plot in any episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the stuff with Isabella is going to be short lived too. Moving forward, mm-hmm. I think we might only see her one more time. Uh, I believe in, that in is context true. of her, in context of her dating Dwight, anyways. Right, yeah. and that yeah, that's happy hour. Yeah, pretty sure. So there you go. That's it. That's the delivery. That's our first office baby, uh, but not our last. Not, uh, not, not, Yeah, we we got what two, at least two more. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. unless you count, you know, Gerald, Oscar's dog. Sure. Being a you know having a puppy myself, I certainly will count Oscar's dog. Um, so uh, as always if you'd like to uh, leave a comment or a review that'd be super helpful Uh, if you want to visit us at patreon.com slash broken jars all that helps us keep doing what we're doing and obviously we're not the only show on the network we've got some other great shows we've got the Dresden Files podcast we've Mm -hmm, got uh, High Fantasy which is a writing podcast so if you like to write you know sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff uh, check us out over there got Dangerous Uh, to Go Alone which is a mm -hmm. sporadically released podcast that talks about pop culture and geek news and stuff and we've got The Long Haul which is a show about being a video gamer with children yep and um Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. It's all very good. We're all making great strides to give you the best content ever. So whatever. Well, you, you gotta get on the get on the the broken Josh train now because we're blowing up, y'all. That's it. That's right. Sooner or later, soon you're gonna know. Like everyone's gonna know us. That's it. Really, what's gonna make us take off is that Jacob podcast that's gonna come out. <laughs> so, 2020. That's when that's gonna come out. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm jay underscore r e y, and Jacob has a whole slew of them. So that that's you, buddy. Uh, yeah, you can just uh, you can follow me at uh, at Jacob Ingles on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email us, hit us up broken jars broadcasting at gmail dot com. Uh, broken at broken jars pod on Twitter. Um, we have a subreddit. You can also just. You know, hit us up on uh, Broken Jars at XYZ. Mm. Yeah, we're easy to get a hold of. Yep. So. Yeah, we're always around. <laughs> you feel so inclined. If you do it through Twitter, now there's 280 characters you could talk to us with. So Ooh. enjoy that. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we will see you uh, after Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. No Thanksgiving episodes for The Office. Yeah, I guess there really isn't. Huh, I wonder if this is going to time out for us to watch an, a Christmas one near Christmas. Probably not. We'll see. We'll look up. Check our Twitter. We'll, we'll post about it. We'll have to it. see. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, all right. That's going to do it. So we will see you next time. Later. Later, guys. <laughs>